What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations with Alex Rudinger. That's me, your boy. I am here. Uh, what time is it? It is 10.15 p.m. And today is, I think it's Sunday? Yeah, Sunday the 25th of October, 2020. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of people that are at home in general that maybe aren't usually at home this year as much anyway, uh, lose track of the days, but that's pretty much always a thing for me. I mean, when you're self-employed or a musician in general, I always forget what day of the week it is, but it is Sunday, um, and I have had a lot going on, guys. I, uh, whoo, today was kind of exciting. I went to look at a house for the first time in my life. Um, there was a house that online uh, I was looking at pictures of on Zillow and I was super interested in it. And uh, it was like within the budget I won and it kind of seemed like it marked off or checked off all the boxes uh, for what I would want out of a house. Um, but Unfortunately, I didn't quite like it as much in real life, um, but it was still cool and kind of exciting to go and see a house, uh, especially because uh, I don't remember exactly what the realtor said. It was some something where like the person uh, I had asked about it a while ago, and then the person that uh, was selling it, I guess, had already agreed to sell it to someone else. So I just thought there was no hope on it, but then it kept showing as available on Zillow and also um, whatever this other site. I basically started working with this older woman, this realtor, who's uh, been really helpful and nice. And uh, I, I don't know, you know, realtors have access to like, you know, homes that are going on the market before they do. And once you actually start working with a realtor, you know, they send you like these private websites that have listings that you can't find on sites like Zillow. And uh, yeah, this house was even on the, those websites, but as well as on Zillow, it was still listing for sale. It didn't say pending or anything for like the last week and a half. So I kept following up with her about it. And then as it turned out, apparently the person selling is like not stoked on the deal or whatever. And uh, I guess might back out of the sale. And she was like, so it's not definitive, but you know, she said, if you want to come look at it, you can or whatever. And uh, I went and looked at it. It's in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland. And if you're unfamiliar with Maryland, which is where I live, I currently live in Frederick, Maryland, which is about, oh, I don't know. It's like an hour, uh, west, northwest, uh, but more west than north, um, from like Baltimore and DC both really. It's, it's basically like in between DC and Baltimore. You can get to either city, like the heart of either city in about an hour. So, um, and Frederick, where I live now, I, I love it here. Um, I was born and raised here, but it has become incredibly expensive. Um, I guess it's always been kind of expensive, but in the last decade or two, it's become really expensive. It's uh, a big time place that people that work in DC um, commute from. So, you know, it's about an hour into DC and a lot of people, uh, live in Frederick and commute into Washington DC to work. So, uh, the closer you get to DC, the more expensive it is. And, uh, Frederick has definitely become a very pricey place to live. Uh, however, if you go a little bit further West out towards Hagerstown, which is a small town, uh, out 
you know, that way. It's about 35, 30 minutes west of Frederick, and it gets significantly cheaper uh, very quickly. So that's kind of the area I'm looking at now. Um, and to back up a minute, I guess, uh, if you've listened to a couple of my uh, first episodes of this podcast, which, by the way, again, this podcast is just me ranting. That's all it's going to be. Uh, sometimes it's going to be deeper, and sometimes I'm just going to talk about random shit. So that's all it is. And I guess this is uh, one of the episodes where I'm just going to be saying a bunch of random shit about what's going on with me. And uh, anyway, I've mentioned in those episodes that um, I've had some changes happening in my life in terms of living arrangements and my plan all along has been to buy a house um i've been saving for that i currently live in my mother's basement and i've been living here as long as i can to save up enough money to buy a small modest home um and for me ideally a home that is uh kind of far enough away from other homes that i can drum any hour of the day that is what i want and i've been very fortunate with where I live now. I think I mentioned this in an earlier episode, but the neighbors that are directly next to the house I live in now, my mother's house, uh, they're deaf, or it's just an older woman now, but she's deaf. And uh, the other side, there is an open lot, one of the only open lots left in uh, Frederick, Maryland, where I live. So there's not even a house there. So I just got really lucky, and it's been that way my entire life. And because of that, I've been able to play drums here, even though I'm in like a, uh, it's definitely not a suburb suburban area. It's more like a downtown. I live in, I guess, what is considered like the historic district of Frederick. So I was very fortunate, but, um, you know, and, and even now, you know, my mom, her husband lives like an hour away, and she's down there a lot. When she's not here, uh, which is fairly regularly, I can play drums whenever I want now because of the neighbor thing. So, you know, I oftentimes, I know I've had a lot of people ask me about it on social media. If I post like a Instagram story video that's like, you know, a late night drum sesh or whatever, people are like, you can play drums at night. And that's partially because a lot of the time I'm here by myself. And again, because of my living arrangement, um, you know, in terms of the neighbors being deaf and just non-existent, I can pretty much play drums whenever I want. And I want that to continue. Sometimes, you know, I don't know what it is. I've, I've talked to people about it, other drummer friends of mine, about how, like, your circadian rhythm, is that what it's called? I don't know. Something about how, like, uh, oh, you know who I was talking to about this, actually? Man, my mind is just all over the place right now. I think I have a lot of adrenaline because I was just playing drums and I finished. Um, so I'm still like kind of hyped up. Uh, anyway, a long time ago, I remember talking to Spencer Sotelo about this, uh, from periphery. He talked about how he likes tracking vocals later. I think it was Spencer. I think don't quote me on that, but Spencer and, uh, Jake from periphery for a while, they lived here in Frederick. They don't anymore, but they lived with a friend of ours in Frederick. And, uh, I used to hang out with them um, semi-regularly, we'd go, go out downtown or whatever. Um, but I think he said that he likes to track in the nighttime or later in the day, at least, uh, cause he feels like his voice reacts better then. And I agree with that for drumming. I always feel like I play drums better later in the day or even at night than I do if I'm trying to practice within a couple hours of being awake. Um, of course I still do the latter plenty, but I prefer practicing later. 
if possible. So ideally, I want to live in a, a spot that is far enough away from other homes that um, I can do that, you know, practice whenever I want. And unfortunately, the place I looked at today, as much as I liked it online, uh, for starters, it's not as big as I thought it was. And I mean, it was about as big as I thought it was, but the ceilings were a lot lower. And that's another thing. I'm finding more and more that I want a house that is almost like a cabin vibe or something like a loft vibe that has a very high ceiling, primarily because of recording drums. Um, I want to be able to get better drum sounds than I do here. And uh, the ceilings here are pretty standard height. I've always, you know, gotten the best out of it, but um, I'd like to have a, a slightly larger drum room. So that is, uh, you know, what I'm trying to trying to do. Um, sorry, I'm also kind of like looking at Zillow in the background um, at other places and whatnot. But yeah, the place today just wasn't uh, as big as I thought in terms of the room I had looked online and saw that I would like to use as a drum room. Um, but that's okay. So I'm also looking in, uh, well, actually, to wrap back to that, you know, the other reason that I really, I don't know, it was exciting today because I had never done that. I'd never gone to look at a house and I didn't even think I was going to get this house at all or much less get the opportunity to look at this house. Um, and my realtor just hit me up like last minute this morning. In fact, I was still asleep when she called. I probably sounded hilarious, but uh, she was basically like, hey, this house might not sell to these people now. Do you want to come check it out? let me know we can go today. And I was like, sure. So, uh, I'd never done that. I'd never, you know, I've never bought a house before. Um, and it's, it's honestly very stressful, <laughs> the idea of buying a house, but, um, exciting. It's definitely a little bit earlier than I had hoped to be doing it. Um, you know, I, I had hoped to have a little bit more saved. I can still pull it off, but, uh, it's going to be a little bit tighter and, uh, might be a little bit more expensive in terms of my mortgage because I don't have as much to put a down payment down as I wanted. But, um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it looks like my living here is not going to be able to go on much longer because of changes with my mother's job and COVID and stuff like that. So you got to do what you got to do. And I'm kind of just jumping into it. I'm about to go look at a couple more places tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, what the hell was I even talking about? I don't know, house stuff. I want a house that has a higher ceiling, far enough away from people that I can drum anytime. And that's the other thing, guys. I'm, you know, single. I'm 28. I'll be 29 in like a couple weeks, which is crazy to think about. But I, uh, you know, I guess in my head, part of me always thought, you know, I would get a house with someone, you know, if I was with someone, which I'm not, you know, and I've been in and out of relationships, uh, the last 10 years. And now I could probably spend a whole podcast episode talking about that, but it can be tough, uh, in this career. And also I'm a pretty weird guy in general. I don't, I don't really think I want kids. I mean, I would never say I don't, or I won't ever have them because I guess, you know, you just never know. But, uh, I think it's unlikely that I would have them unless I had a massive change in my life. Um, I would want to be able to, I, I don't know. There are just a lot of things I want to do for me. Um, I'm pretty selfish, I think. And I don't, I don't say that in a bad way. I think it's okay to be selfish. And I think, 
uh, more people should think about that before they have kids, you know, like if there's a lot you want to do or whatever, you know, I think you shouldn't have kids yet, you know, because if you have a child, that's it. Like you got to be there, everything. And at least for me, I would want to be able to really provide a phenomenal life for that child. And frankly, I don't, I'm not at a place where I want to sacrifice the things that I still want to do to have that kind of life. And it's not to say that, you know, you couldn't, you know, you can still like have a career and stuff with a family, but like it gets a lot harder when you're as, you know, intense about what you do as I am with drums. I think it becomes increasingly more difficult to invest that same amount of time. Uh, and then moreover, I just, you know, financially, I, I've spent 10 years trying to get to a point where I can make a living drumming. And I really feel like the last couple years was the first, you know, God, speaking of just 2020 sucks because 2018, 2019, I feel like we're the first time it, it was the first time in my life where I felt like I made, <laughs> made any amount of money that was like above poverty basically. And I finally felt like, wow, I think, you know, all this hard work is starting to finally pay off. And, uh, and then COVID, you know, 2020 was supposed to be another busy year and then everything got screwed, but whatever, hopefully it'll all work out at any rate. My point is I, I don't really think I want a family and, and that, uh, at least not a traditional family. Again, I'll never say never because who knows what the following years will bring. I will, I cannot predict the future, but I think if I continue on the path I am on now and, you know, it doesn't change massively anytime soon, I think it's unlikely. And that very quickly uh, narrows down uh, relationship potential because a lot of people in my age range want kids and that's okay. You know, uh, it's just not what I want and it quickly, you know, changes things. So uh, at any rate, I always thought I might get a place with someone, um, but you know, that's not where I'm at. So I'm just kind of going to move forward with getting a place for myself. And if I ever meet the right person and we're together a long time and we decide we want to get a place together, then I'll reassess and change my plans. The one nice thing about buying a home instead of renting is that, uh, you know, you can sell it and hopefully make some kind of a profit or at least put that money into another place. Um, whereas renting, you're kind of just putting money into a property that you don't actually own and you'll never get that money back. So, um, and you know, to be honest, there's a part of me that's very excited to live on my own in a house uh, that I own and can do whatever I want with, you know, that's very exciting to me. And uh, I don't know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I can find something the right thing soon, but uh, who knows? It'll happen when it happens, I guess. I gotta, I don't know. That's why it was exciting today to just go and look at that house. Even though I don't think it's the one I'll end up in, it was just, uh, I've never done that. So it was, it was cool. And uh, in case anyone's wondering, or if anyone ever has questions, like, I, I've thought about like whether or not how, how open I should be about this kind of thing. But basically, like, I am looking to buy a home that's under $150,000. So if you know anything about homes, that's not a lot, really, at least uh, in the areas I live in, or the area I live in now, homes are rarely, <laughs> even like a crap tiny home would probably be a couple hundred thousand dollars at least. Um, and they just go up and up from there. And the closer you get to DC, it just gets even more and more insane. So I do not 
want to have that kind of, I don't have, I couldn't afford to do it. I mean, a house that expensive, even if I could get approved for a loan, um, my mortgage would be insane. And I don't want anything like that. I want a very modest house. I want to put as big of a down payment on it as I can. Um, and that's what's been a struggle though, is finding a place that suits what I want, like a small home, something with a lofty vibe, kind of high ceilings, far enough away from people that I can drum, but not so far away from stuff where it takes me like 40 minutes to drive to a grocery store or whatever. Uh, and then all of that, you know, compiled with liking the house itself and then also uh, within my budget. So <laughs> it gets it gets tough. But thankfully, that area like Hagerstown over west of of here is more in that range. The house I looked at today was $130,000. And um, that's more like what I want to do. Um, I got approved for a $150,000 loan, uh, which I was surprised by. I also, after that, talked to my father and stepmom who said that they would co-sign with me if I wanted, so I might reapply. Um, I guess I'm fortunate. I have really good credit, uh, because I've always used credit cards the last decade and I use them all the time, but I pay them off every month and uh, always, I've never missed a payment, anything like that. I always try to be responsible in that sense. And shout out or note, I guess, to all you young people out there, if you're a teenager or something, um, get a credit card, apply for a credit card and use it, pay it, but pay it off. Like, don't use it unless you have the money in your debit account, but get a credit card if you don't have one, start using it in place of your debit card and just pay it off each month and uh, start establishing some credit for yourself. I was very fortunate that my parents, my mom and dad, you know, told me to do that when I was really young. Um, because when you get older, like if you ever want to be able to buy a house, like you're going to have to have some credit, you know? And uh, I guess there are other ways to establish credit, but that's a good starting place. Um, and if you're wondering where to start, my first credit card, I still have it, actually. Um, I haven't used it in a while, but it was a Discover card. Discover oftentimes, uh, at least my mom told me. And, you know, moms are always right, guys. Am I right? Uh, my mom told me a long, long time ago that Discover oftentimes, you know, will approve a credit card for someone that really has never had one. And sure enough, they, they did for me. I think that first credit card I had, you know, it had like a $1,000 limit or something. Um, but it very quickly as I used it and paid it off monthly, like every, every time I needed to, um, you know, my limit went up and up and, um, yeah, my favorite card that I have, and I highly recommend it. I have a chase Amazon card and, uh, man, that thing rules because if you use it on Amazon, which I always do, uh, it, you know, gives you these points that you can then in your, when you go to like the payment section of Amazon, uh, you know, you can use it to, to redeem for, you know, real money. Like I always use that card on tour. I use it on tour exclusively. I don't almost ever use my debit card on tour. Um, I only use this chase card and then I just pay it off, you know, and it, it that also helps me in terms of keep keeping track of what I spend on tour food wise. Um, because all those charges are going to be in that credit card account. And uh, I write off, you know, when I'm eating food on tour, um, that kind of thing. I'm self-employed. So I write off anything I can. I mean, shit, y'all. 
I even write off like my haircuts, which is fucking hilarious to me because, you know, I, but it's like, if the IRS ever came knocking, they were like, why do you have a, you know, barbershop on here? And it's like, Hey, I'm a performer, you know, it's part of my image. Am I right guys? (laughs) So, uh, you know, kind of a stretch, but if you can write it off, you know, might as well. So, um, anyway, yeah, you know, that's another thing for the record though. Like fucking, it blows my mind that they do not teach you about doing your taxes like in high school. In fact, if there are any slightly younger people listening that, you know, were either are either in high school or were in high school more recently than I was, um, cause I graduated in 2010, technically 2009. I actually only was in high school for three years. I graduated a year early because I fucking hated it. God, I hated high school. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, they definitely, there was no, like, instead of algebra two, it should just be like, learn to do your taxes class. You know, like the amount of people I know that don't do algebra, but also didn't know how the fuck to properly do their taxes is like, that's a more useful thing for most people. (laughs) God. But yeah, I mean, I, uh, obviously I've done it a long time now and I know what I'm doing because I'm self-employed. Like I know what I have to do. I get paid a lot of the time and have to report the income 1099s. And, um, you know, last year was, I, I, the last couple years I've always owed money because I'm self-employed, but, uh, this year I don't think, well, for starters, my income just hasn't been the same this year because of COVID, but, um, even if it were, uh, I've been doing, what the hell are they even called? Like estimated tax payments where I like log into the IRS's website and like, God, it, it sucks, but it's, it'll be better later because at the end of the year, I won't have to pay the IRS a bunch of money, but basically every quarter I log in and, you know, give the IRS some of my money to estimate what my tax will be, you know, at the end of the year or whatever. So hopefully if I did it right, uh, I won't owe anything or if I paid too much, I'll get money back, which is cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, what I'm trying to say here, guys, is if you're a younger guy, uh, you know, look into all that stuff and learn about it. I wish I would have learned about it even younger, you know, cause it was very overwhelming in my earlier twenties when I finally was like, holy shit, I need to like get better at this, you know, or whatever. Um, and you know, get better at like keeping track of everything I spend and and that kind of thing. And, uh, Oh, what I was asking was if you're a younger person in school, tell me, you know, hit me up. Like, I don't know, email me alexrudinger at gmail.com or something. Uh, do they teach that shit in high school yet? Like, I swear to God, like, I feel like that should be one of the most, you know, considering like how important it is to pay your fucking taxes. Like it should be a thing they teach at school in my opinion, but who knows, who knows? I'm just a drummer guys. I ain't no, you know, theoretical physicist, mathematician, homie. I'm just a goddamn drummer. You know, you know, there were a couple times, I don't, I don't know if I've really talked about this, but there were a couple times throughout my earlier twenties where I definitely had severe existential crises. How do you, how would you even say that? Crisis, crisis, crises, where I basically, uh, wanted to stop doing music and go back to school. Now, when I say stop doing music, I don't mean stop drumming. I would always keep drumming, but um, 
you know, I was going to stop trying to do the touring thing because man, you know, like, like I mentioned in some of my earlier episodes, like I could no doubt be hardheaded and like difficult at times to work with, but I also was in some pretty shit situations a couple times there, you know, like the heart machine into the faceless. Like if you followed my work, you know, you'll know that I quit both those bands and there were definitely reasons for it. And both times that I quit those bands, there were other people that quit at the same time as me. So they weren't the most healthy situations is what I'm trying to politely say. And, uh, you know, it just wore me down. Like, I mean, shit, y'all, like the faceless was like one of my favorite bands and I got to join my favorite band only to find out it was a pretty unhealthy thing. So after that, I really was like, it was fucking crazy. Like for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't know what I want anymore. It's like up until that point in my life, my goal was to like be a tech death drummer, as silly as this might sound, be a tech death drummer in a sick tech death band. And I like did it. I got into like my favorite band and then it sucked and then it was over. And I was like, what the fuck? It was like, I was experiencing something that I think younger people feel but i was experiencing it in my 20s for the first time in my life you know like at no point when i was in high school or any time earlier or up until that point had i ever thought i don't know what i want to do like i already knew you know i was like no nah, i'm just gonna i'm gonna play drums and i want to play this kind of stuff and i'm gonna figure it out and that's what i'm gonna do i'm determined i'm stubborn as hell let's make this shit happen and uh then i got there and uh yeah it just fucking wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I had this crisis and I was just like, holy shit, like, I don't know where I want to go from here. And, uh, I inevitably figured it out, I guess. Um, you know, I definitely think going in the direction of doing good tiger, uh, as I've mentioned in the past, I think it, it was definitely intentional. Like I wanted to do something different and go in a different direction because I needed to change stuff up. Um, but hey, you guys, you know, once you start with the serious metal stuff, you can't really escape it, because here I am back at it. That's eh, not fair for me to say, though. I mean, Whitechapel is very metal, but, like, if you're familiar with their, uh, you know, last album, they're, they've definitely matured as a band. Not to say that their earlier stuff wasn't mature. I mean, I love that shit, too, but you know the valley if you haven't heard it you should check it out i did not play drums on that album this album that i'm about to do with them will be the first album i played on with them but um phenomenal album and uh really well written songs um everything about it the production value of that album is phenomenal i think it's their best sounding album and uh it also i think has the strongest songs and uh yeah so anyway um you know, but it is still a metal band. And I think, uh, it's weird, man. It's a very niche industry. I do think that once you get involved in it, it is almost, it's not impossible, but it's difficult to get out of it. Not that I even want to at this point, but at one point I definitely felt like I was kind of trapped in only doing metal. And as it turns out, I kind of, <laughs> you know, I think I, I basically just got burnt out on it because of the experiences I had in the heart machine and the faceless. And I, I didn't know if I wanted to do it anymore. So, uh, you know, and once I had enough space from it, I was like, okay, I still love this. And just because I, you know, I don't have to be in a band that does it every second of a song, you know, I can do other things and still be a metal guy. And I think that's kind of where I've ended up and I'm happy with that. But there was a while where I didn't know if that's what I wanted. And in a broader sense, I didn't know what I wanted 
uh, out of life in general. You know, like at that point in my life, I was going to therapy or I'd started going to therapy more regularly um, and, and seeing like positive results from it from the first time for the first time in my life. Like I'd gone to therapy when I was a lot younger a couple times, you know, I remember my mom taking me to see a therapist or something at, at one point after my parents got divorced and stuff or something. And I remember like feeling like it didn't do anything for me. I, I definitely think with therapy, you two, two things have to be going on. You have to have a therapist that you click with. And then also you have to, uh, you have to want to do it. Um, if you're kind of like going to therapy reluctantly, you're probably not going to get as much out of it as you would otherwise. Um, so at that point, basically I was, you know, earlier twenties, I was going to see a therapist and I wanted to, and you know, I knew that there were some things I hadn't really, oops, God damn it. I dropped something. Ugh. I dropped a goddamn spring to a bass drum pedal. I'm fiddling with it. It was sitting on my desk. Um, yeah, I think what the hell was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, therapy. I, I I wanted to go to therapy. I'd had some things go on, you know, in that time in my life where I wanted to get some insight, um, get like a unbiased opinion um, from someone that didn't really know me. And uh, it really benefited me. And at that point, I was kind of like, man, I, I could see myself being a therapist, like, and I still think it's something I might be good at. I, I think I'm empathetic enough. And uh, I definitely overanalyze things and, and introspect a lot. I think it might be something I would be good at potentially. But um, so at one point I thought I might go back to school for that. And I don't know, you know, there are just other things like, you know, I like building stuff and doing weird experiments. And, you know, I thought like maybe I should go into engineering, blah, blah, blah. Um, and at one point I even did go back to school. I went to a community college um, and I ended up dropping all my classes <laughs> to go do the first Good Tiger album. And uh, I was also supposed to fill in for Obscura around that time. And then that tour never even ended up happening. Um, but if you've ever wondered why I did some Obscura drum videos, it's because I was supposed to fill in for them. And then right before that tour started, literally the day I was about to leave for the airport to fly to LA. They were flying from Germany. I was going to meet them there, rehearse with them, and then go on that tour. And then at the very last minute, um, their visas got rejected or something and they called me and they were like don't go to the airport don't get on that plane we don't even know if we can make it there and man that was a letdown because i did a lot of work learning that stuff but you know also though you know in fairness very big respect and appreciation to the obscure guys i don't really know any of them i think i met like one of them in real life ever but uh they tried to do right by me like they knew i had done all this time or spent all this time preparing for that tour um, and they ended up paying me like 50% uh, of what they were going to pay me for the entire tour, pretty much, um, you know, just because they recognized the work that I had done and they didn't, you know, they, they were trying to do the right thing and be professional. And I really appreciated that. Um, and, you know, in, in hindsight, like, I remember at the time I thought like, oh, this sucks. We're not doing the tour. And, and I don't you know, think the money even crossed my mind. Like I was kind of like, ah, damn, that sucks. And I didn't even think about the money. Um, because I think in my head, I just automatically for starters, never think about the money first. I'm usually, you know, doing this because of the music first and foremost, but, uh, and then moreover, you know, I just thought, oh, well, I'm not doing 
the tour. So I'm not obviously going to get paid, but I had done a lot of preparation for that too. And it was very cool of them to pay me anything for it, you know, and recognize that even though the tour wasn't happening, I still did a lot of preparation work. Um, so, you know, I don't really know much else about those guys, but they definitely treated me right. So my experience with them was, uh, positive and, uh, appreciative. So, Anyway, my mind is all over the place right now, but uh, yeah, so uh, house stuff, life, you know, pay your taxes, kids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, goddamn, I'm excited to do this White Chapel album. Originally, we were going to track drums the first week of November. It looks like it's going to be more like the second or third week. I don't know. In fact, I need to hit up a couple of those guys and see if they have an update on time. Um, Last I talked to Wade, he said we were definitely going to have drums done before Thanksgiving, but, you know, I think, I mean, shit, it's the 25th of October. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, there's still plenty of time, but uh, I know, like, if we're going to, depending on what studio or what room we end up using in Nashville, I'd imagine we need to book it soon, but I'm sure we'll get all that worked out sooner than later, and, uh, you know, I'd say... There are still some songs that I'm not perfect on. I could definitely track everything now. I just might have to do more punch-ins, you know, to get through a couple of them. But um, I'm starting to feel pretty good about all of them. Uh, some of them are real tough. A couple of them are much more chill. Um, but I think it's going to be sick. And, yeah, between working on that stuff and spending every other waking moment just looking at houses and, and online and trying to determine budget and and what I'm going to be able to afford and what I won't be able to afford and that kind of thing. Um, I've been just very preoccupied, hence the lack of drum videos and stuff. But uh, as soon as I get this album tracked, I definitely, there's already a bunch of stuff I, I want to do videos for, so I'm already going to be working on that. Um, so it might be, I'd say the next month still maybe might be kind of sparse in terms of posting drum videos and, and posting online in general. I mean, to be honest, like I just haven't felt like posting at all this year because I 2020 sucks and it bums me out. But uh, more so lately, I have felt better, um, but I just have been busy and preoccupied and not thinking so much about doing that. I'm trying to like figure out what I'm going to do in terms of where I live. So that's kind of been more on my mind. But but yeah, I'm sure I'll get back on it sooner than later. And I definitely, if I end up getting a house that has a dope room for me to do a drum room, I'm definitely going to do some kind of video where I like, I don't know, show the whole setup process of it and stuff. I think that would be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, shit, y'all, I don't even know. It's like, how long is this thing right now? We're at 35 minutes. That's not even that long. I might just do a shorter episode, though. I need to go make some dinner in a minute. I, uh... Yes, that's right. I'm going to eat dinner at almost 11 p.m. I am crazy, man. I don't I don't keep regular hours. That's for sure. But uh yeah, guys. So, I don't know. Been a, it's been an exciting time. It's been a very strange year, as you all know. I mean, shit, y'all. This goddamn election's about to happen too. That's another thing. Like some people are telling me, "Don't buy a house right now." And then some people are like, "If you're going to buy a house, do it right now." Because of fucking COVID and no one knows what's going to happen after the election with the market and blah blah blah. I'm just like, God damn, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know, it's like, if I find the right place, then I'm going to do it. You know, if, if it's the right place at the right price, then I'm going to do it. But if it's not, then I won't and I'll wait. So, um, but yeah, I mean, shit, like, God, this fucking election. Uh, if you haven't voted, y'all make sure to go out and vote. I mean, shit, 
like i don't know i i voted early very early um and i voted for biden i'm not gonna lie to y'all um i know it's probably you know i've had a number of people say you're a musician you're a performer you shouldn't talk about your politics on online you know it's bad business because if you have followers that aren't you know in line with your views on politics like you know you might lose them and while i do understand that and while historically i've never been vocal about politics in fact i've really never cared about politics um ever <laughs> but uh, you know like i just feel like things in this country are fucked up enough right now where like i almost think it's irresponsible to not talk about it in some ways i mean here's the thing guys like I'm pretty liberal. I do have some conservative views, I guess, you know, uh, not many, but uh, that's a whole nother story. But for the most part, I'd say I'm like very liberal and very progressive in terms of most things. But I, I, I'm all for people having conservative values. That's fine if that's their thing. But there are some things where I'm just like, you know, the the Republican Party right now, to me, is not even conservative. To me, it's just, like, insanity. And, you know, I get that far left going really far the other way is not any better. Um, I consider myself very in the middle anyway, but just with certain things, uh, cultural things especially, like, I, I would say I'm more liberal. But I just feel like this president is not you know, I don't want to talk too much shit. If you have differing views, that's fine. But like, I'd be fine with a Republican president. I just don't think he's the right person for this job. And I mean, dude, the shit he says, it blows my fucking mind. I can't even believe it. But whatever. It's, oh man, it honestly upsets me and bums me out when I really think about it. So I try not to, which is another reason I've stayed offline as much as I can. But that reminds me, I think there's another episode of John Oliver tonight. I don't know if you guys, if any of you guys ever, uh, I don't know if you have HBO. In fact, I don't even technically have HBO. I hope HBO never hears this because I just use my friend's account. Shout out to Griffin Urich from high school. I haven't even hung out with them in God knows how long, but he lets me use his uh, HBO account. So that's rad. But uh, yeah, I watch... Uh, John Oliver, whenever he has a new episode, and uh, they usually are up on YouTube, at least the majority of the episodes go up on YouTube, and um, I highly recommend you guys watch uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Um, for starters, John Oliver is just lovely, but also it's very insightful. Like, there was an episode a couple weeks ago about, uh, it was about, like, like uh, shit, like the justice system and, and how... Uh, unfairly uh certain jurors can be selected for a jury for a trial and and i had no idea like how corrupt that part of our government was and how many problems there are with it that need to be addressed and uh it's pretty insane really but in general uh really awesome show and they're usually on every sunday sunday night and uh i'm gonna check and see but he does take weeks off pretty regularly so i don't know if there will be a new one tonight hopefully there will be though um but anyway guys you know the other thing about the current presidential election is like i don't i don't even really like biden i mean i think he's way too old i think they're both too old to be president i'm over this whole like let's have a super old dude it's like yo i think 
I think there's a window that should be like, yeah, you have to be over this age, but you can't be older than this age. You know, like you have to be in this window because I just feel like these guys are both too old. I don't agree with plenty of things like Biden has said or done in his career. I just think Biden is the lesser of the evils, frankly, you know, and uh, at this point I would vote for a goddamn piece of driftwood if I thought it would get Donald Trump out of office. So, uh, man, yeah. But anyway, um, uh, the reality is, is that even if you do like Trump and even if you are a conservative person, uh, this country, you're entitled to that and you're allowed to have your opinion. So, um, you know, you should still exercise your right to vote, you know? Um, but yeah, so go out and vote if you haven't y'all, um, if you have any empathy, <laughs> look at these candidates and just realize which one though is not out of his fucking mind. I mean, they're both too fucking old, but Jesus Christ. Ugh. I can't even take it with Donald fucking it's out of his fucking mind. The shit he says, I swear to God, I can't even believe it, but whatever. Uh, let's not talk about that anymore. I hate it. It bums me out. God, you know, I had an idea. I was like, <laughs> when COVID was going on and particularly when everything was going on with George Floyd, like when it right after it happened and some of the stuff Donald Trump was saying around then about George Floyd. And, and then also what he was saying about the, uh, pandemic around that time and just the utter denial of of the state of everything i was just kind of like i had this idea in my head i was like you know i wonder if i could just write letters to like presidents and world leaders of other countries and be like hi you know emperor of sweden i'm just kidding i know they don't have an emperor i don't know what they have actually let's look it up does sweden have a president oh prime minister okay so looks like they have a prime minister over there in scandinavia over there in sweden god damn i love sweden i've only really been there once but it was lovely um and there's so much good music to come out of sweden come on man they, they're just doing it right over there but in anyway in my head i was like i wonder if i just wrote letters to world leaders and was like hi there mr prime minister of sweden I am a disgruntled American that is currently living in fear of what the country is becoming. Will you grant me citizenship if I promise to purchase property and become a working contributing member of your country within two years or some shit? I was almost like, that's obviously outrageous to think that any government would allow that. But then in my head, I was like, it's so outrageous to just be like, hey, can I have citizenship? Like, I was like, you know, it's so outrageous. Maybe they would let me. And then I could be Swedish. I could meet a nice Swedish girl and, like, go to Ikea, you know, eat meatballs all the time. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. I can do that now. There's an Ikea, like, 40 minutes away from me. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm only kidding, guys. Like, I, I, I love living in America despite its issues, but uh, there was definitely a period there where I was like, oh, man, this is getting real weird. Like, we're in some very uncharted territories right now. Um, but, you know, this is where I'm from and, you know, I do love it here, obviously. Um, I don't know. But uh, I definitely have some other thoughts to say about that kind of thing, but I think I've already gotten political enough right now, so I'm going to ignore it for now. Uh, but, yeah, pretty good day. was exciting. Um, I had a good practice as well, and that felt good. The last couple days I didn't like my practice as much, so it felt good to have a good practice session today. felt more productive. Um 
I don't know what it is. I've just been having, I, to be honest, guys, I think I've just, I'm not depressed like I have been in the past, but I definitely have had a lot of ups and downs in the last couple of months. Um, all of that paired with everything I've already mentioned has definitely factored into, you know, my lack of posting on social media and, and that sort of thing. Um, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, I think everyone's in that boat. You know, I think there are a lot of people that are feeling that way. Um, but for me, especially like I've just been, I don't know, like I just have days where I'm just really not feeling good mentally and that affects my practice for sure. And, uh, I think for me, it's a huge boost for my mental health. If I have a good productive practice day, because I identify so heavily with what I do, if I feel like I've done it well, it improves my overall mood probably more than it should. You know, I think there are good and bads to that, as I've talked about before, where, you know, it's not always good to identify with your work or whatever it is that you do. It's not a good thing to necessarily uh, identify so heavily with it that it really affects your mood in that sense. But I also, as much as I think, you know, it might not be always a good thing, I do think it's fairly normal. That doesn't mean it's good or right, but I think, you know, it's pretty normal for people to be that invested in what they do. Um, but yeah, I had a good practice, so that's cool. Uh, looking at the house was exciting. I've never done that. Tomorrow I am going to look at two more houses. I'm also looking in the surrounding areas. Like that part of Hagerstown, Maryland is basically in a part of Maryland that's like I guess pretty narrow because you can get into West Virginia or Pennsylvania in like no time. So, uh, and uh, you know, I think I mentioned this, but I was thinking about moving down to Tennessee. Um, at one point, you know, the Whitechapel guys are down there. It's a very affordable area. Um, there's no state income tax, which is pretty cool, but, uh, inevitably or, or in the end, I think I've kind of decided I'm going to stay in Maryland or either Maryland or I'm not even opposed to, you know, like, that part of West Virginia that's like right on the border, uh, taxes are lower in West Virginia and it's a lot cheaper there in general. And there's still some nice places. It's very close. I mean, from where I live now, you can get into West Virginia or Pennsylvania in like 15 minutes. So, you know, on the East coast over here, we got all these States close together, you know, you know what I'm saying guys, Hey, close together, tiny little States. Big stretch there. Woo! Man, that felt good. Anyway, oh man, I'm losing my shit. But yeah, so uh let's see. That's pretty much it for now. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 kind of looking in any of those areas, surrounding areas, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. I like being from Maryland though. You guys know, you know, if you ever see in my drum videos in the foot cam, the tattoo on my calf, my left calf, that's a so that's the outline of Maryland. I got Maryland flags everywhere. It's definitely a thing in Maryland. People in Maryland love putting their fucking flag on everything. And I am no exception. I, uh, I think we have a great state flag, and uh, I'm proud of it. I, in fact, I even tried uh, to get Tama to do like a decal of the Maryland flag on <laughs> my last drum kit. And uh, they entertained the idea. It was really, it was going to be too difficult to do. Uh, and I would have had to like, get the decals made and uh like send them to japan and and then they would have to test something then it was gonna i was gonna have to mail something to japan more than once and then you know because they would have to put it underneath the clear coat 
like they they put the lacquer on that's like color i guess and then they do clear coats so they'd have to put it on in between there and i was trying to get one because the maryland flag has yellow in it um and it's i mean it's primarily like yellow red uh black and white and the parts that are yellow and red are much larger and since my last drum kit that star classic maple is like bright yellow i mean it's technically gold but it's yellow as fuck so um I was basically trying to do it where like parts of it were like transparent or whatever. So like the yellow from the shell would come through on the yellow parts of the flag. Um, and then they were like, that probably won't look good. So then I was going to do one that was just black and white, you know, or, or black and transparent. So it would basically be black and yellow. And I had this Photoshop file, a friend of mine made it for me and, but yeah, it ended up just not working out. But that's how much I love the goddamn Maryland flag. I was going to get a whole drum set with decals of it on it, like little subtle things. But who knows? Maybe someday. Something to look forward to in the future. Anyway, guys, I need to go get some food. I need to uh, take a shower. Uh, and yeah, so nothing too crazy this week. Just ranting about random stuff. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you all are doing well. Go out and vote if you haven't. Uh, you know, shit like that. I don't know, y'all. Just take care, be safe, and uh, I will talk to you next time. Peace out.